Good evening, happy Monday, and welcome to the Stephen Knight Show. Hope you're having a great one. We're going to try our best to make it even better for you. Tonight, we welcome Love and Marriage DC's Winter Harris. She joins us to talk about season three, what we can expect, and her reaction to what's aired so far. Then, of course, with the breakdown, everything, everyone's talking about hot topics. The Kansas City Chiefs, they have broken a record as they won the uh, Super Bowl 58 last night. Everyone's talking about Usher's halftime performance. Find out what we think about all the things <laughs> that were involved in this show. Um, Beyonce, she broke the internet last night as well by releasing two country singles that are already at the top of the country charts. And she's announced a new album, uh, part two of a renaissance, uh, coming out later this year. And then we talk about the Monique interview. Uh, she sat down with clubs at clubs Shay Shay, Shannon Sharp, and she spilled the beans on everything. Find out what we think about her comments and the reaction. Remind you all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, our official website, thestephennightshow.com. Rather watch is going on our YouTube channel, The Stephen Knight Show. When we come back, the question of the day and hot topics. Right back after this. Yeah. So make it love me. Yeah. 
drive me crazy But you know that I love it Yeah, I love it I love it Yeah, I love it Yeah, I love it Yeah, I love it My baby, yeah, yeah, baby, yeah, yeah Forever. I promise I'll always be true 
nobody do it like you I love you forever Girl, I love you forever I'm Winter from Love and Marriage DC, and you're listening to The Stephen Knight Show. Welcome back to The Stephen Knight Show. Hope you're having a great Monday. Tonight, we welcome Hunter Harris from Love and, Love and Marriage DC to tell us about everything that's going on this far so far this season, uh, season three. When I draw over social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, of course, our official website, thestephennightshow.com. Check out our merch. Um, and please make sure you register to vote. We have a very important election uh, and make one want your voice to be heard. It is Black History Month. And today we are uh, recognizing Moneta Sleep. In 1996, uh, he won the Pulitzer Surprise Prize, excuse me, for featured uh, photography for his photo of Coretta Scott King and Martin Luther King Jr.'s funeral. He was the first African-American to win the award. So shout out to him. And as you know, we are continuing our search for our uh, guest co-host, female guest co-host, but Brittany keeps coming on back and we appreciate it. <laughs> um, I enjoy it. Y'all are fun. I enjoy it. So thank you so much for joining us tonight. How's everybody feeling on this uh, Monday? Blessed. <laughs> Monday, right, yeah. I'm yeah, the weather's nasty outside. It was nasty, right? And then coming after yeah. after Super Bowl, I was watching one of the shows uh, today, and the co said, "I'm hungover, by the way, so y'all lucky I'm here." The <laughs> 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 we said on TV. But anyway, our question of the day is, "What's been the hardest part about being an adult?" I asked you, Lania. Uh, forgiving the people who hurt me. Mm. Mm. Mm, that's a good one. Uh, what about letting you? Chica? Oh, sorry. No, no, I just said letting go and letting God. Mm-hmm. Chiki, what about you? Um, being responsible all the damn time. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. When I went, I went to Super Bowl party last night, and I was trying to should I stay late or should I go home. And I went home. I was home by 10 30 because I knew I had a busy day today. Uh, what about you, Brittany? Be responsible. Yep. I didn't want to. I, Chike took my answer. I was gonna say, oh, the, it's a responsibility for me. Like it's just like, and then for those people that be having like the auto draft out there account for the bills and stuff, I feel like that's too mature. Like I need to go in and submit my payments every time to make sure that I give you permission. Like <laughs> 
just adulthood is the ghetto for me like it's so many like responsibilities it's like no matter how much money i make it's more bills to pay it's like i hate that more money more problem oh um, yeah for me it's managing everything because i know like you all have a lot going on too it's just everything keeping everything managed and balanced in your life that could be a very difficult but uh tweet us at home let us know um what's the hardest thing part of being an adult steven that show shl all right, well, the Kansas City Chiefs have uh, submitted themselves as the next dynasty in the NFL, defeating the San Francisco 49ers 25-22 in overtime of Super Bowl 58 for back-to-back -back championships in their third title in five seasons. It's the first time since the New England Patriots during the 03-04 seasons that an NFL team has won back-to-back -back Super Bowls, and it's the ninth time in history it's been achieved. It's awesome. It's legendary. And that's what um, MVP Patrick Mahomes said after the win. And if anyone needed any confirmation that it was the start of a dynasty, look no further than Holmes himself. Congrats to the Chiefs. We're going to talk about the um, halftime show, but did you all watch the game? I'll start with you, GK. Uh, Well, half-assed. I was in and out. You know, yeah. I was dipping in and out until we got to the halftime. And then I was glued in. I will say this, though. Um, it was good to watch in the sense of the way the scores was going. You yeah. know what I mean? You, uh, San Francisco was ahead for a minute, and then it flipped. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Lania, did you watch? Um, no. Um, because my team got sent home a long time ago. And uh, I was only there for the halftime show, so that's when I turned on uh, the game. Everything else, I would have preferred for San Francisco to win because I can't stand Taylor Swift. I can't stand Travis Kelsey. <laughs> All that whole that whole little thing that's going on right now, I'm cool. Mm -hmm. So I was talking about, you know, she was in, was it Tokyo or somewhere she had to perform the night before, and they were saying there were following her um, voice. just said, for what? Is she about to play? <laughs> <laughs> Is she going? You know what I mean? Um, Brittany, did you watch? No. I heard there was a football game during my man's concert, so <laughs> that's the only time I tuned in, because I love Usher, so yeah. Usher, if you see this, baby, I love you. Like, it was great. <laughs> well, I did watch. I, I was trying to decide if I was going to the Super Bowl party First of all, because one, it was raining yesterday and um, I had a full weekend and I was and I knew I had to get up. I mean, I knew I had a you know busy Monday, but um, I ended up going. But I went after I went in, in the second quarter. I went to I was watching the game with my phone, but um, but it was really good. It was it was I think games like this are the ones championships are supposed to be where it's overtime and, you know, last minute plays that really submit the game. So. I was going for the Chiefs. I figured they were going to win anyway, but so shout out to the Chiefs. Um, I saw something that said, Colin Kaepernick said to the 49ers, until you do right by me, <laughs> nothing you do. <laughs> <laughs> but um, shout out to Audra Day. She sang up their voice and sing. Um, Reed McIntyre sang the national anthem. And um, I didn't see Post Malone's performance, but he performed America Beautiful. I didn't see that, though. But um, shout out to all of them. But let's talk about the halftime show. Most people said that um, Usher was having a, the game was around the concert, 
Well, anyway, um, he brought out JD, Alicia Keys, her, Luda, Will I Am, who a lot of people thought was Kanye West at first because of the mask, and then Little John, of course. Um, he had a medley of his hits. Also included the Kappa Phi, um, you know, Kappas, uh, Kappa, men of Kappa Phi, South, Phi Alpha Incorporated, uh, and HBC Marching Band. Now, there was a little controversy. You know, he performed My Boo with Felicia Keys, and at the end, he grabbed her by the waist, um, which a lot of people thought that you could tell they wouldn't rehearse because Alicia Keys kind of looked surprised, but she played it off. She was a pro. Um, but, and people were saying, you know, Mr. Still Your Girl, you know, he, he's back at it. But Swiss Beats took to Instagram and said that he's not dealing with any negativity and he congratulated both Usher and Alicia Keys on, a, on this performance, said it was the song of the classic. Um, now, there was some controversy with Alicia Keys. So when she first started off, she was singing, um, if, I don't, if I Ain't Have You. And her voice cracked when she first started. And so um, it actually cracked twice but it, when she first started, but she pushed through. But what's on YouTube... There's no crack. The NFL's YouTube um, uh, YouTube page, they've edited the vocals. Um, but, you know, she went on to do thing. She looked amazing, by the way. Um, her killed it. They said that she was on the on the level of, of Prince type when she did her um, her interlude. But I'm going to ask you all. I know you, you all, most of y'all, that was your main reason for turning on the TV last night. So I'll start with you, Brittany. What would you think about the performance? I loved it. I loved it so much. And um, I was actually talking with my family members. It has to be like in one of my top three. Michael Jackson, number one, Beyonce and Bruno, number two, and then Usher, number three. I would say Prince is like around number four for me. But I really loved this one. Um, I loved all the songs. I felt like he didn't do his songs long enough. I got like 10 second snippets and I was mad about that because I wanted him to finish some songs. Then Alicia's voice did crack and AI fixed it. Um, I felt like Usher, you know, he is definitely the R&B version of Future. So he's definitely stealing girls and I cannot wait to go to his concert. Like, and then his stamina to be roller skating and singing like that. It was a great show for me. So I enjoyed it. I heard some um, negative feedback. They said that his, um, the sound system wasn't working that great. There were a few people that said they didn't care for it. Um, most of what I heard was positive reviews. Um, someone also said that um, it didn't flow well, and he should have started off with songs that we all know. That person wasn't black and wanted to say, I knew every song he performed. <laughs> it was singing along. But uh, Lanier, what are your thoughts on the performance? Um, I mean, it was, it was cool. Me being me, Michael Jackson is always going to be number one for me. That's your boy. Um, Michael Jackson, then Prince, then Beyonce and Bruno. Um, so and whoever else is after that. Amanda Sills made a funny, a funny comment. And Amanda Sills said, uh, you know, this was blackity black. Mm-hmm. And it was good. They probably gonna try country next year. They said tell us what they said tell us what next year. Like, yeah, we're probably they're probably gonna do something else. You know, he had she's like, he had stripper poles, he had ah, nah, nah, nah. my favorite part. Alicia Keys looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole that whole ensemble she had on was gorgeous. My favorite part was her. Her tore yeah. down yes. with that guitar solo. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely enjoyed her. And um, it was nice to see the uh, male version 
of Orphan Annie and Jermaine Dupree with them church socks on. <laughs> Even though he put up a post that said that they were Louis Vuitton, yeah, I don't Vuitton. think they was Louis, Louis Choo Choo. <laughs> you shouldn't have that outfit on. Really. They were hideous. Listen, <laughs> them look like me and Chica already had a conversation about this. Look like the Mary Jane socks I used to wear back in the day when I went to church and they forced to wear a dress. So I thought it was CeeLo at first. I would have understood it. But Jesus, you know, he he did it. He did a good job. Um, and yes, he could have. It was like he sung, he would sing like a line or two, and then yeah. they would move. Mm -hmm. So I know you're trying to get a lot into a little bit, but yeah, he said when uh, Jay Z. So I, I saw an interview he did with Gail King, and he said that he extended his residency when he knew that the Super Bowl was coming to Vegas. That there was a, a chance it was coming, he extended so he would be there, and he kind of manifested for himself. And so when Jay Z, he reached out to Jay Z, and Jay Z said, "Make it for the culture, make your performance for the culture." And I think he definitely did that. Um, um, Chike, what are your thoughts on the performance? Oh, I thought it was A plus. Yeah. Uh, outside of the messed up notes and the Munchkin socks, I thought that it was perfect. Yeah. Um, I want to shout out my friend and friend to the show, Natika Hemingway. Um, Usher sang a piece of the song that she wrote, uh, "Superstar." Mm -hmm. So I want to shout her out. That was a good feeling to be at home and you hear your art on TV and such a big platform. So yeah. shout out to her. And I just want to say, um, Pharrell, I, I respect you. I love your music. And for the most part, I have a couple of your pieces, but them socks for, for Louis Vuitton um, with the pearl button on the side, you might want to revisit that, bro. Like that's, that wasn't, that's not really, <laughs> that wasn't you said, hitting. You said Pharrell, you know that, right? He he's a creative the, he's a creative brand or something like that now mm -hmm. Louis Louis never mind <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i want to know i want to ask y'all did y'all did y'all pay attention to the song where usher has to say a former record mogul's name and it was omitted from the song are you talking about diddy I wasn't gonna oh. say the name, but yeah. Oh wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it was reported that um Justin um Bieber, J Justin Bieber was asked to perform. I don't know if this was true, but I saw it two places and he turned it down. They said no bad blood between him and Usher. He just wasn't feeling it. I guess he wasn't in that space to be performing, but I don't know if that's true or not. Well, uh Beyonce, you know, she should she had a commercial during during the um the Super Bowl about breaking the internet and she pretty much did. She released two songs. This is in her country era. She uh released two singles, Texas Hold'em and 16 Carriages. Both are number one and number two on iTunes, by the way, in the country charts. First black woman to do that. Um, but some people thought that she they said it was almost like proposing at someone else's wedding. I saw someone say she didn't even give us your 24 um hours. But People, other people were like, well, she waited till the end of this show. She didn't do it during the show. You know what I mean? Um, where you know, because typically when artists perform in the Super Bowl and things like that, they're not their sales go up. You know, their hits. Um, but anyway, before we move on, um, K. Michelle, minding her business like everybody else, someone um, tweeted her on X saying, "Has anybody checked on K. Michelle?" Um, um, Beyonce's bringing the pressure to country. 
AK Pshaw loved her response. She said, why would anyone need to check on me? I'm one of the greatest African-American country singers of all time with no album even out yet. Y'all been mentioning me all night. I'm just happy to be a, spoke about in my genre. She said, I love Bay and will continue to support as I always do. I thought that was the best way to respond to that. But um, let me ask you two questions. One, do you think Beyonce should have waited to drop this? Is, this is act two of her renaissance, by the way. Um, which the album comes out in March. Um, I'll start, start with you, Chica. And oh, and and no, why? What do you think about Kate I don't, I don't get that. Box. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I don't. I don't get that. Why can't more than one person be at the top? I don't get that. Mm. She's she's doing what she has to do for her career. It was an opening. The, the spotlights are out. Why not jump out there? Mm. Actually, I was almost suspecting that she would be at the Super Bowl because she normally is the bad girl for Usher. So. Mm. You know, I, I knew I was going to see her some at point in time uh, last night. On the stage. She was there. She was there at the actual Super Bowl, but she wasn't obviously didn't perform. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, because she but someone said, is that why she was dressed like um, I forgot who the country person was at the Grammys? <laughs> I mean, the Oscars because, <laughs> you know, she had the cowboy hat on. But I guess that's why she's yeah. starting to promote that. Uh, Lania. What do you think about Beyonce dropping these singles and why are people messing with Kate Michelle? If this was a white person, we wouldn't be having this discussion. Period. Mm -hmm. The purpose of the Super Bowl, most of the time, yes, people are watching the game. Right. But the the, the top reasons people watch the Super Bowl, the commercial, yep. and the halftime show. Mm -hmm. Period. And everybody and their mama comes out during halftime. I ain't heard not one person say anything about Kanye's $7 million commercial. You mm -hmm. heard about him dropping nothing. He, right. he paid $7 to do a commercial on his phone. Mm -hmm. so you can go to his site about purchasing some of his stuff. Ain't nobody said one word about it. Yep. Always, I don't care what nobody say. It's always black and white. It's always It's always an issue when it comes to us and doing something. That's the perfect time. Yeah. Like the to even say that is ridiculous. Me personally, I don't I I don't so I haven't listened to any of Kate Michelle's music. So I don't know what she is. Um, but her response was classy. Yeah. And what it was, this is what happens. They want to pit us against each other. They don't do that to nobody else, but we elect. Yeah, because then everybody runs with it the same way they run it with this Alicia Keys and Usher thing that done turned into a whole situation and mm -hmm. it shouldn't even it's not that serious, right? It's not this, right? So, and Kate Michelle, you know, she's been welcomed by the country community, she performed at the CMAs last year. Um, and um, you know, there are a lot of believe it or not, there are a lot of black women in country music now, you know what I mean? So, yeah. it doesn't have to be one against another. Um, but Brittany, what are your thoughts on this? I didn't see a problem with it. I mean, after Usher performed, I turned my TV off anyway. And then number two, who don't have Usher's hits and catalogs on their iTunes already? Like, I don't need to re-download nothing. I already got all his albums. Mm -hmm. And then, so I was ready for Beyonce's drop after her commercial. I saw that coming. And then I love the old to country in Texas. I think that's where I'm from. So it's yeah. just in time for the rodeo. Mm -hmm. uh, Houston Livestock and Rodeo is at the end of February and he yeah. came out just in time for us to do our little two-step there and then we always show out in our country western gear and then I think 
K Michelle was brought up because K Michelle did have a t- difficult time. And what I saw on reality TV with her trying to break into country, country was very white. And it was hard for her to be accepted, even though now she is. She has great vocals, mm-hmm. like as R&B. And I think that when she first got into music, she was put to be this sultry, sexy R&B singer. And that's when she got all that work done that she had to get taken out and Mm -hmm. the boyfriend problems. And she really just wanted to be, she's from Memphis. And so I feel like that's why they kept bringing her up. We did see her struggle getting the respect from country white artists and other people that just wanted her to be a black R&B singer. Like, cause like she said, country is home for her. So I think that's why they kept bringing her up. But I love that, like, how she responded. It was very classy of her because, you know, K. Michelle can get real ratchet real quick if she wants to. (laughs) She is from Memphis. So I think that she's been doing a lot of work on herself, and you see it all over her Instagram. So I'm proud of her for her growth. So Yeah. Yeah, and and I again, I hate the comparisons uh, with Beyonce and Taylor Swift. Another show was saying how um, she's doing what, what Taylor Swift did the reverse because Taylor came out as a country artist and switched to pop and Beyonce's doing they're not even on the same I mean Taylor Swift is great in her what she does you know what I mean her fans she has a great following but Beyonce there's no comparison to me um well last story so Shannon Sharp and Mike Epps have finally made up with this quick beef so it all started when uh Cat Williams was on Club Shay Shay and uh you know Cat was dropping names he mentioned Mike Epps Mike Epps had a concert, you know, his comedy show, and he mentioned both of them, but he later apologized and said, I was just trying to get clout off of that interview. Well, this past weekend, he had another performance. And in the performance, he said that um, Shannon Sharp reached out to him to come on his show, but he said he wasn't going to go on there and sit in front of him so he can stare at his uh, private parts um look like Medea and he said if he put on a wig um he like he could be Medea's uh sister and he told him to stop wearing all those tight shirts and whatever whatever well Shannon Sharp said on his podcast with Ocho Cinco he said he didn't mention Mike Epps name he said but he needs to keep his name out of my mouth he said I don't care about the gay jokes I don't care about none of that he said I never chase a lie he said but I don't want anyone lying on my name and he said, don't make me drop my DMs. And he said, and when I see, I'm going to see you soon in person. We're going to see if you have that same energy when I see you in person. So Mike Epps goes to social media and makes a video. And he admits that he reached out to Shannon Sharp about being on his show. Um, and he said, and he also said that he doesn't fight anymore. Um and he referenced to if you do pull up, it's gonna be more than fight. Well, Shannon Sharp went to X or whatever social media and he apologized to his fans and said that him and Mike Evans have decided that they're gonna meet at All-Star Weekend and they're gonna they're gonna speak man to man about their issues and they know how um dangerous the conversation was getting, and he and he apologized. To me, Mike Epps feel like he's trying to get in on all this, you know, Cat Williams went on Club Shay Shay, did huge numbers. Monique recently did it, did huge numbers. He's trying to get in there, but I feel like he's trying to do it the wrong way. 
what are your thoughts on why? You know, what do you? I know he's a comedian. They say things, they joke around, but then what are your thoughts on on what he's doing? His angle. Uh, first, let me say this: when Shannon left undisputed, Shannon became undisputed. Yeah. There's nothing worse to the hierarchy than when someone of color. Mm -hmm. Nothing worse. And he is, you know, he has a lot of irons in the fires, keeping yeah. himself busy. But with that, with that comes the vitriol of it all. Of notice and word, dot 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 dot. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately. He's gonna feel. He's gonna feel all of that, and you know, God willing, he just lets it slide off because it's going. It's gonna come. The bigger he gets, the more it's going to come. Um, when Cat's interview dropped, everything that happened after Cat's interview, Mike Epps was one of the first people that put up a video. Mm -hmm. I won't be on there. I won't come tell my story. Like yeah. he was one of the first people. Mm -hmm. Well, hell, I think he would have talked about me. Mm -hmm. Like, because I, I don't remember Cat Williams saying anything negative in, right. in, in regards to Mike Epps. But that was, he was one of the first people that put up a video. And I understand where Shannon is coming from. He's like, don't lie on me because I didn't reach out to you. You right. reached out to me. Mm -hmm. But like you said, this is Mike Epps trying to, he trying to capitalize off of all of this. Right. And you're going about it the wrong way. I will say this. Cat Williams, I absolutely love you. I love the fact that you brought Monique on your Dark yes. Matters tour. Yes. I love it. She's feeling the love from the people because she hasn't really been feeling that love. I don't care what nobody says. If somebody chooses to go on a show, don't nobody else complain. And like she said, it's the messenger. It's mm -hmm. the person that is coming from that people have the issue with. It's not, yeah. they're not even hearing the message because other people have been saying it and you've accepted it. It's the messenger. Mm -hmm. So congratulations on being a part of Cat Williams tour. Yeah. And she got a standing ovation first night. Um, I think it was Saturday um, night. She got a standing ovation, one minute standing ovation. Um, I want to talk about her. I said this the last time, but I do want to talk about her interview after this. But um, Brittany, so Judge Mathis, he says that he thinks Club Shay Shay could be dangerous. He said he doesn't believe in people going on public platform and airing their grievances against other people. He said they should do it one-on-one -on -one privately. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I do think that Club Shay Shay is a little messy, but I think that's why we tune in. And I think that Mike Epps is just reaching for his moment in that you missed in his response. He was like, I don't fight no more. I blankety blank, blank, blank. Like, yeah. he, he, took, he took it too far. And it's just like, we have, the conversation has moved on. Like you said, we moved on to Monique. It's other people, like, we have moved past the Cat Williams interview, and you still looking for your moment. And it just gives, like, you just chasing a moment to, because even after, he would, like, go watch my Netflix show and stuff like that. And it's like, Mike Epps, please go back to buying the block. Like, you know, <laughs> we go renovate some homes, stay in your lane, and, you know, like, and then, you know, people will stream as they see accordingly. Mm -hmm. So... I, I do feel like he's reaching for a moment. Yeah. Chike, what are your thoughts on Mike Epps in this uh 
in uh, Shannon Sharp situation? Um, I have issue with middle aged men um, going back and forth like middle school girls. Mm-hmm. And I too have a podcast. If you haven't checked it out, Conversations with Chike Evans, please check it out. IG. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that there's a responsibility that we have having platforms as such to our audience. And my thing has always been inspiration. This is why I do what I do, because I'm about education and inspiration. I will never have someone on my platform and deal in mess. I don't like messy. We have enough of that in other areas and other aspects. Um, With Judge Mathis said, he said what he said. That's his opinion. But before we had this, there was Wendy Williams. And there's always going to be a place for that type of stuff to be, but you don't have to perpetuate it. Mm-hmm. I would like to see a platform where people are welcomed on so you can get educated about what they do, their life if they choose to share, and maybe a nugget or two of information on how you can be successful as well. Yeah, That's where I draw the line. The mess, I don't deal in. And I think that it's shameful for two grown men, like I said, to have fans and with Shannon Sharp being a former football player and having young men look up to him to deal messy and, and to perpetuate, especially in blackness, to, to perpetuate that negativity. I just, I don't like it. Yeah. I think that way. Anyway, I love what he's doing. I'm sorry. I love what he's doing with highlighting artists and getting to, you know, an exposure of artists. Right. But the messiness is not necessary. And to add to what Chike saying, like he's on there instigating. No, cat, let me take a sip. Like it's just, it's very, you know, it is very, you know, zesty according to what Mike said. Like to but, do but, that, but all that, all of that is worth those clicks and those numbers are worth that to him because it registers in dollars. When are dollars going to stop being the thing that we revere so much? Yeah. What about respect and dignity? Well, you know, and and. He's really just letting them talk. You know, they're the ones. He's, the, not, he's not engaging in right. that aspect. He, he's listening. And, he, and he's asking questions based on what they're saying. Yeah, like he's not like, oh, well, what happened next? And what mm-hmm. you do? And what he do? Mm-hmm. He's not even doing that. He's just letting them talk. He's like, let me take a sip. Ooh, that's a lot. Right, yeah. Oh, God. Okay, well. I felt like in the Cat Williams interview, he did kind of like ask some leading questions to be like, well, why this? Well, what about this? Well, why you ain't he I felt like it wasn't like very bad stick to the fact or like it wasn't like, well, let's bring it back. He definitely I felt like he kept it he kept kept going. He kind of comes from a messy aunt disposition a little bit. He kind of <laughs> entertains that a little bit. Well let's talk about Monique real quick. So I you know, I didn't watch the full Cat Williams interview. I saw clips of it, but I did um, listen to the Monique interview while I was at the gym um, um, the other day. And so some of the top things she talked about, which I didn't realize this, she talked about Oprah and and I like Oprah, I don't, you know, whatever. But um, but she was saying how she, you know, she had talked about how um, Oprah had contacted her and wanted to bring her brother on because brother had reached out I'll be on the show, I'll talk about how he had molested Monique. And Monique was, and Monique said, does she appreciate the fact that Oprah called her 
you know, to have before she had him on. But what she didn't like was when she saw the show, she saw her mother on there and her and Oprah had already had conversations about their how they both had um, contentious relationships with their mothers. And that she went and did that. She said, if I would have known my mother been on there, I would have shut that down. You know what I mean? Because she doesn't even deal with her mom. Um, was it her, her mom and her dad or was this her mom? She mentioned her mom. She mentioned her mom. Well, both of, both of them were on there, but because her and Oprah had that conversation about, about their, their mother, mothers, that was, was important. Yeah. And so um, then she, but she said after that, after the whole precious situation where she, she said she fulfilled her, her contract, contractual agreement. She got paid like $55,000 to do the independent film. Um, and then um, they wanted her to promote the movie overseas on her own dime. And so um, she said that after that all went down, Tyler Perry um, and would, would tell people that, well, Lee Daniels said that she was going to be blackballed. Um, not saying he was going to do it, but it was going to be blackballed. And Tyler Perry, her saying, um, said that he said that she was difficult to work with. And she actually has footage that she had sent Shannon Sharp of Tyler Perry apologizing for saying that on the phone. Anyway, so but then she but then she talked about this, which this was new to me, that she started noticing roles that Lee Daniels had commented told her about had promised to her. Oprah started getting them. She said that um, the Butler she was supposed to be in in that in um, the play the mom, and she said next thing she know Oprah's playing it, and there was another um, I forgot it was a biopic, and she was supposed to put me in there, and Oprah ended up getting the role. And she was wondering, why is this person, what are you really doing? You know what I mean? Um, especially because they had the same demographics. I'm not demographic, well, you know, size. And they talked about that because Shannon Sharp didn't want to say overweight. <laughs> but she said, as big as you are, you can say what it is. We fat. <laughs> um, but so she talked about that. But then she also talked about um, how Lee Daniels reached out to her. Um, and, and not only did he apologize to her, Privately, he apologized to her publicly. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, and that's how they were able to work together. And when they did their last film together, she said it was like nothing ever happened. Um, she's mentioned how Tiffany Haddish um, did an interview. I can't remember some it was some prestige magazine. I guess she came up and um, Tiffany said, well, I don't do business like Monique. Um, I don't have that type of husband. And Monique said, and that beautiful baby. Maybe if she did have a husband like mine, she wouldn't be sitting on two DUIs right now and accused of grooming a child. Mm. <laughs> but she talked about her husband and how um, significant he is in her career and how she said that this, although it's her third marriage, she said it's almost like her first because she was raised to be the tough one, to be strong. She had an ego. And she said that it changed with this husband. There was no conversation, but one day um, she was sitting at the head of the table and then she realized she didn't belong there. And from that point on, she started letting him leave. And, um, and you know, but the thing when people are saying that she keeps whining, keeps whining about the same things, but she thinks she's lost $25 million. You know what I mean? Because, you know, when you win an Oscar, that's supposed to increase your value in terms of what you can demand in your roles and things like that. And the total opposite happened for her. For 10 years, she didn't work much. You know what I mean? And so... um. People, you know, people are going in on her saying that, she, you know, she, she's always complaining. She's always doing this. But it seems like everything that she says, she has receipts for. But let me and, and then um, there was another podcaster. He was going in on her about this. We're tired of hearing this. 
whatever, whatever, whatever. And someone said, y'all say y'all want to protect black women, but you don't. Um, I'm going to ask you, Lania, what are your thoughts on Monique's interview? Um, you know, any clips you heard it and your do you think that she's beating a dead horse? So I have to watch the full thing. I've mm -hmm. only I've only seen clips. I haven't been able to really sit down and just yeah. take it in. But when somebody when something has happened, um you're either gonna do one of two things. You're either gonna fall back and be a victim or you're going to fight. You can only you only have two options. And when you know that you've been wronged, you're like, I know that I've been wrong and I know what I deserve. I'm going to keep fighting for what I deserve. So, and again, this ties into the messenger. She's been saying this for a long time. When Taraji said it, it was all all hugs and 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 love. When Taraji and Taraji said it in her book, which came out in like 2016 or something like that. But it wasn't until you saw that black woman break down that you really embraced her. Mm -hmm. When you saw her broken, like Monique said, oh, I gotta be broken in order for you to accept it, or it's because I'm this fat black woman, you're not accepting it. Mm -hmm. I mean, shouldn't she have been paid for the Parkers? Every other show that has syndication and been bought, people people getting these residual checks, mm -hmm. and you mean tell me she don't get nothing? Her or couch is gone, right? For the workers, like that don't make sense to me. The math is not mathing, and I don't know. I could maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking about the wrong thing, but any black woman who has won an Oscar. Her her thing don't lift off like like these white women do after an Oscar, mm -hmm. even though it's supposed to. It's almost like like it's a detriment to your craft and to you just for winning it. Yeah. Because what has Holly Berry really done since then? Like what? You understand what I'm saying? So I listen. Everybody's entitled to speak their truth. And, and and I think that people just have double standards when it comes to who the messenger is. Yeah. She talked about being blacklisted. She said that um Kevin Hart, one day she had talked to him and he was telling her how she's he's like a she's like a big sister to him. Um and how he really looks up for and anything that he can do, let him know. She said she even they, he even loaned her and her husband money when they were going through it and they paid it back. Um but she said that she had um was un um had a deal with some company about a project and Kevin's team said that they would pick it up, they would endorse it, you know, put his name on it. And she said a few months went by and um she didn't hear from hear from him, but she got a call from the company saying that he had stepped out the deal. So she reached out, out to Kevin and Kevin said, no, 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 that's not true. I'll talk to um, my people. I'll talk to my people. She said she never heard back from him. And so, um, you know, so you can't eat, <laughs> you know, you can't, you know, and you're, and you're, she was on a hit comedy show, you know, you know, the Parker, she, um, that Oscar winner, you know what I mean? Um, uh, Chicken, what are your thoughts on, on her interview? And do you think she's beating a dead horse? Um, 
the horse isn't dead. She's still going through it. I mean, her debt, I'm sure, was detrimental to her her livelihood. Yeah. It put a dent in her life and her family's life. Mm. And she wants to recoup what she lost. Yeah. You know, it's it's I think your average person, if they put it in the context of if you left your employer now and your employer decides to tell every other business mm -hmm. in America not to mess with you and you can't get a job and your what your specialty is, you would probably feel the pain in which she feels. And yeah. that's basically what happened. They, they put salt on her game and she was unable to earn an income based off of the reputation that was out in the streets about her, knowing that it was a lie. And you have one of the, the contributors to that saying that it was a lie and it was wrong. Mm -hmm. And she even goes on to say that a certain mogul that was involved in all that said in a private conversation, I ain't giving her nothing or I ain't doing nothing for her in the background. You have to listen to the interview. She goes into detail. Yeah, she does. But with that kind of weight on you and coming from such influential people in the business, that's a hurt piece. Yeah. So, yeah, she has an Oscar. You would think that she would be soaring and excelling, but she's not. Mm -hmm. And to have a reputation that you're difficult to work with in this industry is everything because... Yeah. It's based off of relationships. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people don't get a job for craft. Lania knows sometimes you walk in and they're like, oh, Lania. Oh, yeah, automatically. Yes, Lania. Yeah. Sometimes your your name is in a room before you even can make a phone call. They're discussing you before you they even know they want you. Mm -hmm. But if salt is put on your name beforehand, mm -hmm. you're not getting the job. You're not making money. And to put things clear in context so that people understand why it seems like Monique was being difficult. She had just come off of tour. She had just stopped her show. She yep. was on break. She had just had twins and she wanted to relax. And basically they were trying to get her to go on this tour for press and kind, but her obligation to the film had already mm -hmm. been concluded. Her and she paid for it herself. <laughs> yeah, and they wanted yeah, to yeah, pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had to pay for all. The, 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 the deal with Lee Daniels was already concluded. Right. What happened with Precious? Precious was a little independent film. It was a little engine that could. Right. And and Tyler Perry and Oprah Winfrey saw it and was amazed by it. And they was like, oh, wow, we want to put money behind this. Yeah. So that took it on another level. Monique's dealing with Lee was already done. Yeah. It was after they jumped into it and wanted to produce it and give it more legs. Mm -hmm. Then they were like, okay, we need for her to help us. She didn't have a deal with them. Right. And at that time, I understand she wanted to stay home and chill. And then Rightfully mm -hmm. so. Okay, you want me to leave my kids? You want me to come out of my little vacation? What are you going to do for me? Mm -hmm. Oh, we're not paying you nothing. Okay, well, then I can't go. Thank you right. very much. Yeah. Because she asked, there, is there a price behind me coming out there? And they said no. Yeah. How can you be mad at her for wanting to live her life? Mm -hmm. And she said she wasn't even mad that they weren't paying her to do that, and she wasn't, and she was not mad at the salary that she accepted to do the movie. She just didn't want to do right, that because the business of things were done. The business right. of things had already concluded. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Brittany, what are your thoughts on this, real quick? I um, I don't feel like Monique is beating a dead horse. I feel like she wants vindication for what she's gone through. And I feel like everybody has is entitled to their experience, whatever their perception of that experience is, is their perception of that experience. Like, and you cannot discredit them 
you know, because they that is what they perceive their experience to be. And I think the difference between Monique's interview and Cat Williams' interview, Monique stuck to her facts. It wasn't like she's up there talking yeah. down on Oprah, calling Oprah names. Like Cat Williams is very much like they losers. They did, you know, like he kind of mm. was shading, but he's a comedian, right? So it's funny. But Monique was very factual and matter of fact about her experiences with this industry. And that's what kind of makes it believable. Even when she was talking on the trailers and how she was in a trailer, mm-hmm. it exploded. Nobody contacted her to check on her. That she, the only time she received contact was when they were like, "Where are the wigs?" Like yeah. it was very much like they didn't it wasn't, believe her. They didn't even believe yeah. that it happened until she put the video out. Yeah, she put the pictures out. She put the comp. This is what I was talking about. You know, like so when y'all say that, um, what's her name was talking about. Um, uh, Yvette from Baby Boy, I forgot her name. Taraji uh, was talking about how we don't make money. Let me show y'all an example. Mine exploded. Like it's very matter of fact to where it is believable and doesn't seem like she's coming out of emotions. I feel like Tiffany Haddish is way out of line, and this is the same person that had to be issued a uh, a cease and desist by Beyonce for talking about her, when she hung out with her. Mm. And so it would just be like she just run her mouth too much for me, and she's not even funny to me. And so I just wish that. Tiffany would kind of like stay in her lane a little bit. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I definitely hate to hear that Monique experience hearing that from Tiffany as well. It just left a bad taste in my mouth with I already experienced with Tiffany. Yeah. And one thing that she did say about her husband, he taught her not to hate anybody and not to talk, not to, you know, to have those feelings for anybody else. And she said, because she's used to when I don't, if I don't like nothing something you said, I don't like you. But he was like, yeah. no. He, he taught her not to do that. And so she said that she doesn't hate anybody. But she said that when you become so big that you can st- no longer pick up the phone, that's when I'm going to start talking. And that's what you she can tell. You can tell that doesn't seem emotional at all when she tells mm-hmm. her side of the story. And I think yeah. that's what makes it so believable. And I don't want to get into a big thing about her and her husband, but why do we judge people on what they decide to do in their marriage? Right. Whatever power and however they decide to have their their marriage the structure of their relationship that's their business yeah and they're very transparent about it even on a t- uh, radio show they had talked about they were open marriage they, they have no problem sharing whatever they decide for their marriage but part of the issue with that in regards to why someone started this thing relating to her husband because i'm gonna be real I only went by what I heard mm-hmm. and the negativity that was spun. Somebody started that negative uh, narrative about her husband. You know what I mean? When, when she got with him for whatever reason, right? there needed to be, there needed to be a, I don't know if I want to say a fall guy um, in regards to why she's acting so mm-hmm. crazy and she's being erratic and difficult. It's him. It's him. I mean, that that has to be the worst, you know what I mean? And as I see whatever, I don't know how long you can fake fake something for, right? They've been together for 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 a long time. Long time. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? He's been there. What they do in their marriage is their business, but I think that people just they created somebody created that narrative to to kind of put the emphasis on, oh yeah, this is why she ain't acting right mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And if we could, if we had more time, we'd have to discuss this whole DL 
I was just about to bring uh, that up real quick. We, we would have to discuss that because yeah. his responses and that vitriol coming from him. Ooh, baby. I'll tell the story real quick. So she was on his radio show. He wasn't there. And, um, you know, they were having fun. They wanted to play a game. Um, I forgot what the game was called. But anyway, so they said. Would you rather? Would you rather? Would you, would you rather? rather? Mm -hmm. Would you rather your husband um, have sex with Lee Daniels protected or raw with, who was the other person? Uh, Corinne Stephan. Corinne Stephan. And she called DL. He was just like, you know, she said he already had that too. He picked the phone. Because they called him first. His people yeah. called him first. Mm -hmm. And so That's she, what it was. And he was, she was like, this is the question they just asked me, you know, and, um, and he said, well, that's how it is, you know, to be very dismissive. And, um, and I think that's when she got her legal team involved. So they didn't air that, air that segment, but he's saying that didn't happen. He's going off on Monique. He's, um, say, he's talking about her weight. Um, mm -hmm. this is after the interview. Uh, he said, I never seen my workout, um, so much that gains weight, um, it's just, I don't like, and I like DLQ. I think he's very smart, especially when it comes to politics and things like that. But I don't like the way he's he's doing this it's stuff. Right here. Yeah. And she and she came back, her and Sydney, she, yeah. So she misspoke was about the cease and desist. Right. What she should have said was, we told him we were going to get our legal team involved. And mm -hmm. she came, her and Sydney had a whole lot. And she apologized. I misspoke. So yeah. I apologize. Right. This is what happened. And that was it. Yeah. Every time you put up a video, I'm gonna come back. And I now I like VL too, but this right here, yeah, this is way something else. Yeah. Um, that you know, it's not, it's it ain't pretty. It ain't pretty at all. It was what? so inappropriate. It was so it's an inappropriate question. You, I wish you would. What are you trying to say about my husband? About, yeah, yeah, about my man, like that. Yeah. Like, I wish you. Would. It was so inappropriate. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it from a black man, the black man situation. Why would I step into a situation to disrespect another black man, another grown black man in that manner? Yep. We have to do better with each other if we want other people to start doing us better. Yep. How can you expect for someone else to treat you right and give you rights and respect if we can't do it within our community? Yep. That's all I'm going to say. And then black men, please stop coming for black women. Like, if you have a problem with a black woman that is married to a black man, please address that man. Stop getting into it with these arguments with women and going back and forth with the women. It is nothing for you to address her husband well, I, as I a man. I have a response for you, Brittany. Only men that have problems with women that have leverage and power will do something like that. I hate that. It looks so demeaning for him to be talking crazy about Monique like that. And she's sitting there with her husband. And you talked about him when he, out of his presence. Like, address Sydney. You know, someone, I saw this, we'll leave it here, but some, I saw this, someone said, we as Black people have so much against us. We don't mm -hmm. need to be at war. Men and women don't need to be at war with each other. They don't. Mm -hmm. Listen, Brittany, as always, thank you for joining us. Lania, you already know. <laughs> And check out Sam. Thank you. When we come back, our interview with Love and Marriage DC's Winter Harris. Right back after this. It's another one. Uh, and another one. Yeah. It's Kenny Black, the music machine on the track. Lyrics. Donnie. Okay. 
Met it out in Senegal Kept it light, couple drinks, kicking in my car Was chilling with some older folks Kinda chilly, help you button up your overcoat Hold the toast, bottle like half a grip Schoolgirl, bio Kim, study Latin lit Passionate, love to help the less fortunate Triple threat, had them all without the gorgeousness Homesick, talking about she love the snow Different places that her mother and her cousins go Bungalows, wanna hide like one of those Do nothing, run around in the underclothes Summer glow, back home, sipping over yo Road to riches, she acting like she know the road Showing you things I ain't supposed to show Next winter, we skiing in the Poconos And in my mind, I'm really hoping so Mind sex, our bond is so emotional Simple life, top down on the open road Black and white like when Jay Mecalogelo Pops and toe. Real lies, he was just being a dad though Like Castro, mom's name Cassandra To this day, yeah, she still make the best lasagna There's nothing left for me to ponder Beat you with a bow like it's a privilege and an honor We at the penthouse in Palazzo In the Venetian, we was next to El Chapo Now we lost out in Cabo The greedy ass, you a fiend for a taco Just got those books, she like to read a lot In the water, on them jets like the ski a lot Tequila shots, batting bougie on the red that Jose got her acting like she Quavo For the pesos, hit me with a pole dance Made it rain, we got a different type of romance In the air, love it when you slow dance She a stallion, she ride, I'm using both hands Both plan to enjoy this little odyssey Beach hop to avoid the monotony Nostradamus, seen it like a prophecy Mrs. Long, yeah, I'm thinking quite possibly They look at us like we a novelty Pop out and paparazzi on the property See, I came through with the game, so try to do what you're trying to do. Still got my gun in my hand, said she wanna take a prayer for me. Got me feeling like the man, yeah. We in a party lit, we in a party lit, yeah. We in a party lit, we in a party lit, yeah. Sipping Bacardi, bitch, we got the party lit, yeah. And she my little party, bitch, she got the party lit, yeah. She like the way that I move, the shit that I do, I'm dripping designer. And I don't know what to do, nah, must be the weed in the bottle. After this party, she getting lit, after this party, hitting the crib, after this party, sipping Bacardi, she gon' retarded. All on the net, I'm in my bag 
This Henny hit again I'm sitting here looking mad Like we won't spin again Now they turn off the music To tell us chill again Then they play that gyms and nightmares And we get lit again. I used to pray for times like this To rhyme like this So I had to grind like that To shine like this In a matter of time I spit On some locked up shit In the back of the paddy wagon Cups locked on wrist I see my dreams unfold uh. Niggas ain't even know Me and Don from the blow uh. Popping them be moving slow uh. Get money you already know uh. And we stay with the pose Get money to handle uh, I got the antidote, no, no V, stay with the beans, money ain't even from strings the V, then we slide out the V, then we cop another V, no I do my dance on the bitch, the party we making it lit My niggas, they play with them sticks, move up, then we empty and close. She like the way that I move, she like the way that I dance Niggas don't know what to do, they say I came through with the gang So try to do what you trying to do, still got my gun in my hand Said she wanna take a perk with me, got me feeling like the man, yeah We in a party lit, we in a party lit, yeah We in a party lit we in a party lit, yeah Sippin' Bacardi, bitch, we got the party lit, yeah And she my little party, bitch, she got the party lit, yeah Money, power, and respect, no We get that back and then we go and get that check, no No, bitch, she on me and she wanna perk set, no We in the party, then we hoppin' on the jet, no uh-huh. Every day we on that gangsta shit, we live Turn this shit up at the party for a vibe For a vibe Hey, what's up, y'all? It's the First Lady Faith Evans, and you're listening to The Stephen Knight Show. Welcome back to The Stephen Knight Show. Our next guest is an author, transformational speaker, entrepreneur, life coach, recording artist, and media personality. You can watch her weekly on OWN TV's Love and Marriage DC, which is currently in its third season. Please help me welcome the one and only winner. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Stephen. Excited to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, I'm a fan of the show. Um, really? I'm, I'm a fan of um, of um, uh, Alabama, Huntsville as well. Uh, we've had okay. a lot of guests on the show, so it's good to DC. I'm from Virginia, so you know. Nice. <laughs> nice. I'm the, I'm the one cast member that lives in Virginia. Virginia. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So listen, I know this is the third season. A lot of us know you, but tell us a little bit about your background leading up into the show. Oh, goodness. So I was born and raised in the South. So the, the twang that you hear is authentic. I was <laughs> born and raised in Arkansas. I moved to the DMV in 2005. Um, I was married to my children's father at the time who played for the now commanders, but Washington residents. Right. Uh -huh. um, but I was born and raised in the church. Literally am a PK, still a PK. My dad still pastors. And um, yeah, just kind of grew up being that traditional Southern belle, went to college, met my college sweetheart, met, uh -huh. fell in love, got married, had babies. Uh, so yeah, I think that's really winter. I'm a mom, I'm a sister, I'm a business on owner, uh -huh. I'm a boss, very active yeah. in my community. Uh, but yeah, that's really just me. I'm a people person. So always kind of bubbly, but that's who I am. And if we go on your social media, you're definitely... DC part of you know out and about doing great things yeah we'll talk about but uh let's talk about you getting on the show love yes. America DC how did you feel when the opportunity was presented to you about okay I'm about to be on reality TV where people are going to be judging me loving me hating me interacting with new people what were your thoughts when you got that opportunity I think if I really dug into it and thought about it I wouldn't have done it 
really <laughs> so serious. I really yeah. just didn't know. I'm not really a huge reality TV watcher, so I okay. didn't kind of know what to expect. So for me, when I got asked to be on the show, as you know, you guys were introduced to me at Monique's podcast taping. Yeah. And yep. fun fact, um, and Carlos confirms this, um, Melody Holt was supposed to do that episode. And oh, she wow. got yeah, she got sick and Monique didn't want to postpone the filming. So she mm -hmm. reached out to me and said, you know, you're kind of the only person that I know that is in that motivational speaking space. And it's literally up the street from your house. Can you yeah. be there? And I was like, sure, no problem. So I really was just supposed to be in one scene and going about wow. my very way. Um, the producers that night liked what they saw, asked me to mm -hmm. film again at the Tyler's um, anniversary party that you guys see in the following episode. And from that point forward, they had flown or Carlos had flown in to see me on set and offered me a position on the cast. So that's wow. how I ended up on Love and Marriage DC. I did not audition for it. It was not in my mm -hmm. plan. Um, right. So I really didn't know much about what to expect. Um, I kind of took it all in stride. It did not hit me until our premiere party that <laughs> this is real. And listen, we love Monique. Monique, she's been on the show before. And, you know, we've seen that her and uh, Chris, they've gotten divorced and yeah, and she I'm stepped sure. away from um, reality TV. Were you, are you all friends in real life and do you keep in touch with her? So I, you know, this is like the unfortunate happenstance of reality TV. Yeah. For me, I, you know, we had a very tumultuous interaction mm -hmm. um, with reality TV. So I can yeah. honestly say I do not keep in contact with Monique okay. anymore. Uh, but I did just see Chris. He was actually with the Silvas and I uh, for New Year's oh. Eve. Okay. And so, uh, we He's got looking to good, too. He's looking oh, good. He looks, he looks phenomenal. <laughs> He's in great spirits. Uh, we yeah. had a phenomenal time that night. It was good to see him and catch up with him. Like, I knew Chris before I knew Monique. So um, okay. Chris actually played with my ex-husband. So, okay. um, yeah. yeah, he looks great. And, I, you know, I'm happy for him. And I'm yeah. happy... You know, if they're happy, I, I learned right. that they were separated from them um, mm -hmm. kind of before it hit, you know, the airways right. that they were split. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, I hate it. I, I'm never an advocate for divorce as a woman mm -hmm. that's been twice divorced myself. Right. Um, that's not the plan. You know, you don't get married mm -hmm. to get divorced. So anytime you right. hear it, it is you know, a sad, unfortunate thing. And they have children, just like I had children when mm -hmm. we divorced. Yeah. You know, it, it takes some adjusting. So I wish them both both the best. I don't have anything against, you know, Monique. We just, you know, because of the nature of some things that transpired on that show, you know, yeah. we did put a wedge. It's just the truth. So, you know, she I lives her that. life. I live mine. I don't know where she stays anymore. We're not yeah. anywhere close to each other. Um. So, okay. yeah, you know, it is what it is. Absolutely. And so I've interviewed a lot of reality TV stars and uh, actually one used to go to my gym and um, and he was on a, another show and they only lasted one season. But he was telling me how when he watched back the show, how it really did not depict who he was. And yeah. he said part of it was his fault because he was trying to, you know, step it up for the show, but it really backfired on him. Mm -hmm. And and, you know, these are real people. You are real people. Yeah. And Absolutely. then people see this thing. This is me. And sometimes it's the editing. We all know. So yeah. when you, you know, first when you were first on the show, 
how did you feel about the way you were portrayed? Did you think it was accurate? Did you feel like there was some editing there? What did you think about that? Oh, I hated the way I was depicted because anyone who knows me, like when I say my family and friends were pissed. Yeah, I wonder about that. Yeah, yeah, to be depicted as the quote unquote villain, I'm not a villain. Anyone who met me um, in real life, it's so funny because I remember the night of the premiere, one of the news reporters who were covering our premiere was talking to me and she was like, you seem like such a lovely person. It's so sad (laughs) that you're the villain. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm the villain? Look at that. You should know this. Mm -hmm. You don't know this. So yeah, it's it's tough. You know, I didn't audition to be a villain. I didn't sign up to be a villain. I honestly was told by Monique that it would be an opportunity for me to share my story and my testimony of going through a tumultuous divorce with really yeah. someone who lied blatantly to me um, yeah. and deceived me into marriage. That's just the truth. Now, unfortunately, the audience doesn't get all that context. I know that now. Right. And for the sake of dramatization, they ain't going to tell all of it, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. the truth is that my family was w- really, really going through it. And it was a real yeah. situation for us. So, yeah, it's tough. And I'm not a villain. I, I couldn't even pretend to be. Where I take ownership okay. is this is this mouth. <laughs> now. Yeah. Yeah. You'll bark back. <laughs> Absolutely. Now I take ownership for this mouth, and Monique yeah. didn't know the this mouth very well. I think mm. if she knew it, she may have not put me in certain situations. Right. Or she might not have asked me at all. Um, or she mm-hmm. might have been like, girl, you might be in some situations. <laughs> be, be ready. Be ready. <laughs> because for as much as I am friendly and welcoming and, you know, I'm a pretty, I consider myself a very nice and sweet person. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get it twisted. A sister can't yeah. get with it. And this mouth is nothing to play with. So I don't, <laughs> that part I take ownership of. And yeah, yeah. I said some stuff, You, but I never started it. That's the thing. Right. I'm a, I'm a responder. And I think mm-hmm. if people kind of watch this, the show, they see that like, no, I didn't start it, but I'm damn sure don't you, I'm going to finish it yeah. if I need exactly. to finish it. So um, I think even your, I think even your clapback clapbacks are classy like the way you do you're not mean spirited i don't think it's mean spirited it's no. more like i'm gonna get you back i'm gonna get you right. back not, not necessarily <laughs> i'm gonna hit hit too far below the belt <laughs> no and, and that's just not and, and a lot of that has to do with that's not really my heart you know what i mean right. like my heart yeah. is not to drag a person through yeah. the mud but yeah if you come at me be prepared for right. what i may say back and i can't always promise what that may or may not be. exactly exactly so yeah what, you know comes well, well we talked about um the silvers and, and now you and ashley are in a much better place we are but, but um we know it it wasn't like that initially um no. what was it do you think that really took you all getting to that good place i mean on and off camera well, and she said this. I think they realized I wasn't going anywhere. That was right. very clear. Yeah. Um, and so at the very least, we had to figure out how to be co-workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But aside from that, we all were new to reality TV. We legitimately exactly. did not know each other. Um, yeah. And it really took 
um, really Shirella, who's responsible for saying, both of y'all need to cut the crap. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's that deep. Um, I yeah. do feel like you guys just need to have a conversation. So she ended up assembling the cast. Arena was invited as well. She decided not to come. Um, I think by this point, her and, and Joy may have fallen out at this point. I wasn't really mm -hmm. involved in a group like that. Yeah. Um, so Arena declined to come, but I ended up coming to her house and we had a serious one-on-one -on -one discussion. Yeah. Like, yeah. This got on my nerves. That got on mm -hmm. my, you know, like she was mm -hmm. like, this got on my nerves. You hurt my feelings. With yeah. That kind of honesty really helped us be able to be like, okay, we're going to squash it. We're going to give each other a fair chance. Um, yeah. Now, if you do some, some, you know, bull crap moving forward, then I can't. Yeah. We back. That's how, <laughs> yeah, that's how we felt. But honestly, I think that really open the door and then we really just started hanging out and really making a concerted effort to hang out with mm. each other we vacation right. together um yeah you know you guys will see why i'm not with the gentleman on the show anymore but the guy oh, i'm been, gonna ask about him i you know sure. yes yeah. you should um but my current boyfriend and oh. quit yeah <laughs> my current oh. boyfriend <laughs> You'll stay there long. <laughs> no, no, I could, but um, right, right, right. You, you know, it's kind, of, it's hard when you get all this attention, and it's like, eh, right, know. exactly. And you know, listen, you're already life. on the scene. You are on the scene, you know, from a social aspect, and now Absolutely. you're on the, you know, we can all see it. You know what I'm saying? Right. But uh, so, um, I know yeah. you probably, I know you probably can't say too much about the Yusha situation, but where we are in the show, so we're picking up the season three. And mm -hmm. you and you, in this past last episode, you said the L word. Correct. You, you, you said, I love you. You said, I love you back. You're excited. And yeah. even your sister was like, well, just don't rush it. <laughs> just don't rush it. Um, yeah. Are we going to see, we're going to see this season, what happens in the relationship? Okay. Okay. You get You get to see from start to finish. So what I will say okay. is um, it's funny because we had originally talked about starting a YouTube channel just to kind of follow our journey, um, right. being on the show, which is cool. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And we had named the channel Conversational Chemistry because wow. essentially that's really what it was for us. We had yeah. great conversation. We were very, um, in sync intellectually and I'm a huge mm -hmm. intellectual, so if you can kind of, in a sense, make love to my mind, I'm good. Like that is yeah. like, it's very important to me. So yeah. that's kind of what spearheaded us kind of falling fast in a sense. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I don't need no help anyway. I'm a hopeless romantic. That's just who <laughs> I am. But in his case, that was what happened between he and I. All that to say, there are some things that continue to transpire. Now, going back to the episode you guys have seen already, so I can speak on this, with my yeah. sister. My sister is actually a licensed clinical therapist. Mm. So mm. she's not just speaking from, and this is my blood sister, so we're like 16 right. months apart. So this yeah. is someone who knows me better than anyone. She right. knows my tendencies, but she's also a therapist. So she's speaking mm -hmm. from both the outside looking in and a person who cares about me. And she's yeah. just like, you know, make sure you learn from your mistakes. And I confirm, I'm actually traumatized from the Kevin situation. So I'm not yeah. trying 
to rush. I'm just allowing myself to feel what I feel, but I'm not saying he's the one. I got both my eyes open, but you did say that. You did, I did say, say that. that. Um, yeah. So I, I try to point people to the things I actually said and seen. Like, yeah, you did say that because I remember um, I was silent. I was like, what? <laughs> Why <yeah>. not? <laughs> yeah. So that yeah. scene is very honest. Now, also, too, we were in a good place when I recorded that scene. No, so you I were. Was being very transparent about A, I'm taking my time. B, I'm feeling what I feel, but right. C, I ain't saying he the one yet. Right. You know and, now. And, yeah. Well, yeah, he wasn't. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Kevin, your second husband, You do you have any communication with him at all? He cannot. Honestly, it is in our, um, <laughs> it is in our divorce that he cannot okay. contact me in any way. So wow. there is damages attached if he does mm. so i was very serious um because it wasn't you know unfortunately we didn't get into it on the show but it was a very right. serious situation and i was borderline being stopped um mm. so we were actually in the process of filing for a restraining order like wow. all of that was happening real time wow. um so yeah he cannot contact you yeah, better not. You better not. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I know you and Ashley are in a much better place. Um, yes. but it was a, a scene in uh in this past week's episode where you and Joy were talking, and Joy was telling you how they kind of got into it at the New Year's Eve party or Christmas Eve party. Um yeah. and it was very contentious, <laughs> as you probably saw. Um mm -hmm. and, and you all kind of joked about being kicked out of Ashley's events. <laughs> Um, and I, you know, I, you know, I'm sure you're neutral in, to both parties, but what are your thoughts on as as what we can see at this point, the issue between Joy and Ashley? The, what do you what do you think at, at this point? So I think I've maintained that for me, I do see. I mean, I actually side with Joy in, and I, I mean, Ashley and I have had this discussion, so this is not yeah. even news. I even tweeted this. Um, she just had no business telling it. And, yeah. and I say that because essentially it happened because it's more of a reflection on you than it is the secret. Yes. Okay. Mm. They shouldn't have been keeping a secret. You won't freak your reality TV, right? Right. But to tell it, it essentially made you look like both a hater and a traitor, right? And mm. I know Ashley's neither. You right, don't want yeah. that projected just because in a, in the heat of the moment you told it, you know, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it's unfortunate. And I just, you know, I told her, I was like, if you tell any of my business, we got a problem. Right. Like, <laughs> exactly. Well, the but, thing also I didn't, I didn't like about it was how, you know, I know Ashley did apologize. Yeah. Ashley has a personality that we, that we see on TV um, and she can be dismissive, but even the apology was like, listen, I apologize. I'm done with it. What else can I do? You know what I mean? Right. Um, that kind of, I can, can imagine, rub viewers the wrong way. Um, but I hope that they're able to come together because we're starting to see the husbands are doing things together. And, you know, I, I think we saw a preview for next week's episode, Joy and Ashley get into it again, you know, based on the same situation. So, um, yeah. But let me ask you this because I've, I've had conversations with people that do reality TV. I know that um, they have fun shade and all that, yeah. you know, um, like in your interviews and things like that. 
do you all is it a code that you all know not to cross the line too much? I know we have to have a entertaining show. Um, and so you know, there's gonna be like some jabs and things like that. But is there a, a line that we should not cross? Um, I don't feel like my cast understands that very well. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> um it's the truth. I, I think this yeah. cast is very sensitive. I wish we did. Um, because I think it would hands down make things a little bit more entertaining. But from what I can right. tell, people can't handle shade on this cast. Like, yeah, it's just it's not their strong suit. Um, right, it just isn't. And then I think for us, what I can say collectively, what we generally ab abide by is no marriages, no kids. Yeah, like if you're gonna throw some shade, avoid coming for people's marriages. Avoid coming for people's kids. Uh, yeah. But I, well, in my experience, I don't even think they can handle the shade outside of that. So <laughs> I just, I wish, you know, I think it would make things a little, a little more fun. Mm. But yeah, we, I don't know, we ain't got there yet. That's that's my honest <laughs> opinion. <laughs> I get that, and, and y'all still knew it, knew it to to a certain extent. We three seasons in I now. Know. I feel yeah, like no. some things your skin should be a little thicker. You know? Right, exactly. Especially the you know because we saw uh quick get into it um uh with the, their son the the son uh because of social media and you have people saying things and yeah so yeah. Oh, me and Arena were into to see it every other day yeah. on social media. Yeah. We yeah. we had to address that on our show. Like we right. literally were going at it. It was pretty yeah. bad. That mm -hmm. social media is a beast. I think no doing. The show or reviewing the show or seeing the show with the fans but also still filming right. at the same time it's a recipe for disaster it usually yeah. demonstrates while we're filming and can you and can you you know a situation can happen while you're filming yes. but then watching it back and then hearing conversations because most times like if we get into it we don't have to hear or see watch it on tv and right. see everyone's reaction to it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It can move on. I can imagine that making it a little more difficult because yes. now you have the world giving their and you get to, and you get to see more of what really they're really thinking or really saying about the situation. It is the worst, and it, it's yeah. literally like picking at a scab, right? Like yeah. Yeah. I, thought, I yeah. thought I was over that. Now right. I'm mad again, right? Hey, so, I'm mad all over again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do think that's half that happens, but that's human, right? Like, right. we're not robots, we're not mm -mm. actors, we're not right. actresses. We are real human beings who yeah. decided to share our lives on a public platform. So, a lot of times, you know, we're navigating real emotions and real feelings simultaneously right. mm -hmm. while trying to be a good sport, knowing what we signed up for, right? But mm -hmm. it's, it's mm -hmm. a very tough thing to juggle and balance, it's not easy at all. It is. I can imagine. And they yeah. they said it, you know, it can be really difficult. And even I've seen uh, reality stars talking about their group trips where everybody seems like they're having a good time. Really, it's like, this is work. <laughs> this is not like We are working. <laughs> right. yeah. We are working. It is not mm. a vacation. We right. are working. Yeah, uh -huh. for sure. Yeah. Well, what else? I know you can't tell us a lot, but what else can we expect from this season, season three? So speaking of cast trips, I'm in charge of the cast trip this year. Uh-oh, uh-oh. So I'm pretty pumped about that. That's pretty cool. Um, there's a lot that happens, and mm -hmm. it is 
definitely a lot of turning points at that yeah. cast yeah. trip. Um, I feel like everyone leaves that trip either good or bad. Uh -oh. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's definitely the catalyst. I believe for a lot of the disconnect you see in the cast today. Mm -hmm. um, mm. It certainly is the disconnect you see in my relationship with mm. you being no yeah. more. Um, of yeah. course, you'll learn what all of that's connected to, but um, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of footage left. Like we have with, let's see, we're episode two. So three this weekend. So or, or three or four, whichever one, but you still have yeah. like eight or nine more episodes left. There's wow. a lot more footage and there's a three part reunion. And that Ooh. reunion is hell on wheels. Wow. And I don't say I, that lightly. It's insane. I can only imagine, I can only imagine, you know, watching the season back, getting social media's reaction, seeing your castmates talking about it on social media. And then now I gotta go to this reunion and talk about it, which. About what 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 you really said by my back. There were so you know you got to consider our reunion happened about four. I'm trying to think. So let April, yeah, May, June, July, August. So we're talking about four months after we wrapped filming. We mm. filmed this reunion. Do you know mm. how much stuff has happened right. by the time we get to reunion? Right. Yeah. So our reunion is, is a little bit convoluted, I feel, because we're not just addressing what happened on the remainder right. of the season. Yeah. We're also addressing what your behind has been saying or doing. <laughs> exactly. <of> filming. <laughs> so by the time we get to reunion, it uh, is insane. I promised you there are moments in that reunion, and I was there the entire time mm -hmm. where my mouth was like... <laughs> I just, I, I couldn't, my mouth couldn't close. Like, and yeah. I, I'm, I'm a part of the, like, I'm here. I'm right. in it. But right. I was just like, did that just, like, did that mm. just happen? Like, did we, it is crazy. Like, oh, no. I think it is probably, based off of the reunions I've seen thus far, mm. our reunion is pretty explosive. Oh, I, wow. I would say it's probably one of the most explosive out of the ones I've seen thus far. Oof. Wow. Well, one good thing that we saw this last episode that you are back, you're back in the studio and I believe you have a single coming out um, Valentine's Day. Is that correct? Yes. So what can you I tell us about the single? Absolutely. So speaking of um, Fallen in Love, the new single is called Fall oh, and it okay. is based off of Fallen in Love and it's loosely based off of my new relationship. So oh, wow. my, yeah. my now boyfriend is a producer and we won't get into who he is. He's a very talented producer, has a lot okay. of records to his name. He works with Got a lot credits. of credits. Yes, absolutely. He's, he's, yeah. he's legit, right? Mm -hmm. um, but he actually co-wrote and uh, produced this song. So I'm really, I'm gonna really I'm going to read the credits. When the sale comes, I'm reading the credits. <laughs> I know, but it's it's such an incredible uh, yeah. record. Not just because he wrote it, but I mean, right. it almost speaks to his musicianship. Like it is a mm -hmm. it is a dang good song. So wow. I think it's 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 a record that will truly because you know people love to talk about reality stars being singers, right? Right. 
they get on us. Oh, here we go. Another reality star. But you can sing, though. You can sing. Thank you. You can sing. You can't. And Candace Candace from Potomac, she can sing, too. You know what I mean? But we got to prove ourselves because we don't, people don't naturally give us respect. We have to prove. They put you as a reality star. Yes, absolutely. I also sing. I can also act whatever else, you know. (laughs) Right. So, It took singing the Star Spangled Banner acapella. I saw that. I saw it. That I could sing. And yeah. then this record, I feel like, you know, Gutter Barbies and Sign My Papers, great records in my opinion, but they're still yeah. very gimmicky and related to the show. This right. song, I feel like, is the bridge to me becoming a legitimate artist. Mm-hmm. And um, it speaks mm-hmm. to more of what I want my artistry to reflect and be about. Right. So. Um, they pushed me in the studio, but when you hear this song, I did all the leads, all the vocals, all the backs, all the ad libs. It's okay. all good. Um, I can't so, wait to hear it. <laughs> I'm pumped. So stay tuned. It's going live on all platforms on Valentine's Day. It is a love song, so it's an appropriate time to yeah. release it, but I'm excited about it. It's called Fall. I can't wait to hear Fall? it. Can't wait. Yes. And then you have a Lovers and Friend Gala. What's it? Romance? Yes. So the Romancipation, yeah, it started yeah. on it started on Love and Marriage DC. You guys saw the very first Romancipation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this Lovers and Friends Gala is actually our sixth one. So it con- continued on, is mm. growing. It has been very successful. We've had a great yeah. time every single time. So this is our premier Valentine's Day experience. Uh, we have a lot of incredible um, artists and guests coming through to join us. Yeah. And yeah, we're at a new venue, a bigger venue, okay. and it's going to be a good time. I'm really pumped about that. So I literally <laughs> I have so much going on in the upcoming <laughs> week with the release of this song, but I also perform on Valentine's Day, so it'll be my first time performing the yeah. song live. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then I'll perform live at the Romancipation, so it's okay. a lot happening, yeah. But I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very, very happy with the way things have turned out, for sure. I'm excited for you. Thank and you. I saw one more thing I want to ask you about. The single housewife affirmation cookbook yeah. is on pre-order. <laughs> it's on pre-order. <laughs> and it is, is legitimately coming out in the next week or two. So it won't even be on pre-order. You can just order it. Um, but I've worked really hard. I wanted to release it sooner, but I've really taken my time to make sure I release a really sound product. This is my ninth yeah. book. Um, mm-hmm. So I take writing seriously and... You know, I don't want to release crap. So we finally right. made it and this book will come out. So it is a cookbook that is infused with affirmations and etiquette tips um, yeah. for single ladies to enjoy and prepare. You know, you may move from being a single housewife to an actual housewife. You never exactly. know. Exactly. Be prepared. Be prepared, <laughs> yes. ladies. Be also yep. ready. <laughs> you have a lot of great things going on, which I'm Thank so you. happy for you. Thank um, you. Where can everyone keep up with all the wonderful things you're doing? I have a beautiful website. Where can we keep up with it? Simplywinter.com. Simple mm-hmm. as that. You can connect yeah. with me through social media on there. You can yeah. see what events I have coming up. Um, I'm launching a new initiative this year, and hopefully we'll have a great summit in the fall um, to commemorate that initiative. So it, I am working very hard, real time. But, you know, I won't be in reality TV forever. So the goal right. is to create a legacy that outlasts my time in reality tv um and i want to have a legitimate career in media and entertainment so i'm taking acting classes vocal lessons all the things so that i can be successful absolutely 
You're well on your way. You're well on your way. Well, thank I think it goes out to Winter for joining us tonight. Again, you can catch a weekly on OWN TV, Love and Marriage, DC. <laughs> check out, check your local listings. And for more information, go to our website, thestephenisshow.com. Thank you so much, Winter. Thank you for having me. <laughs> we'll be right back after this. Yeah, brass man, I have a spirit of fear. Lucy can't stop me. Like T Dot's new one. I love T Dot's new record. Right. But don't you feel like that's him creating uh, tension, choosing to rock the boat? He's talking about white blessings, troubles with this nation, and not in those words. And he's talking about they want to silence him. Put on an album, turn on the volume, make love in 
the shower like they close the hours Tryna vibe, tryna kick it with ya Give it two times, fifty with ya Feel like the time of your life, every minute with ya Now I see the bigger picture We were supposed to be good Back to the Stephen Knight Show. Adam, how's it going in DC? Ah, it's going good. It's going good. How are you guys doing? It's raining here, but it's supposed to not rain the rest of the week. So, oh, okay. Nice. How about you, <laughs> yeah, JK? It's coming up here. It's coming yeah. up here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're getting it tonight. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we coming through. Yeah, well, y'all can have it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let y'all take away movie reviews. Sure thing. So the movie I saw this weekend uh, is a release that actually is on Hulu right now on streaming, but it's a new release for this weekend called Suncoast. And this movie follows the story of a girl living in um, Clearwater, Florida in the mid 2000s. And she, uh, her and her mother take care of her brother who is, um, has brain cancer and is unable to do anything so she they're taking him to a uh, hospice and so it's a coming of age story of her she's uh, 17 so how she's like dealing with life and her mom who's played by laura linney and uh, our main character doris is actually played by nico parker um i know she's been in a lot of things but if you've seen last of us first episode she's in it she plays the daughter she does a great job she does a great job in this as well and while she's there taking care of her brother and dropping him off at the hospice, she runs into Woody Harrelson and he plays a protester. And there's the reason there's protesters at this hospice is because 
this is also taking place during the whole Terry Schiavo incident. And I don't know if any of audience members remember this whole thing. I actually had to kind of look it up again to remember, but it was a very famous case in Florida where uh, this woman was a vegetable. She became a vegetable and there was a big court case between her husband wanting to take her off life support, her family wanting to keep her on life support and what was involved with that. So this is a good backdrop of what's going on with this girl's life. But uh, along the way, she's really kind of learning, you know, how to fit in at her school. She's making new friends. She's really learning to kind of grow and be more social. But of course, she does have a brother who is uh, going to pass away. So uh, she has to deal with that as well. So um, I liked it. It's a good movie. It's going to be, you know, it's, it's a tearjerker movie. You're going to have some sad moments. This is going to be kind of some serious topics, but they do mix it up with kind of her life and her trying to become her own person and really grow into who she wants to be uh, during this time period. Um, and the fact that it takes place kind of with real life events uh, also helped. I think it gave kind of a little bit more weight to the film. Uh, Laura Linney does a great job. Everyone kind of does a good job in this. Uh, Woody Harrelson, he's in it. Um, I think wish we saw a little bit more of him, but their interactions are good. And he kind of provides kind of that good uh, support for her as she's going through this. But um, yeah, yeah, I like it. Uh, highly recommend if you're looking again for a kind of a, a good, you know, drama with some comedy, but there's some heavy elements in it. Definitely check it out. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I saw the uh, the trailer for that. Listen, Laura Linney is like one of my favorite actresses. Anytime that she's in something, I'm going to automatically watch it just because of what she brings to the table. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you like this. Also, another interesting thing, I you know, I was reading about these movies as I always do. The writer and director actually, this was based uh, based on her personal experiences and at mm. the end of the film, you see a dedication to what I assume is her brother. So I think. It also has a personal element to it. You know, she's she's probably experienced this uh, as well. So again, if you're looking for one of those movies, uh, check it out and good acting too. Oh, good. Okay. So I saw a film on Amazon Prime called Upgrade. It's uh, starring Camila Mendez, Archie Renault, and Oscar Award winner Marissa Tomei, and uh, legendary actress Lena Olin. Um, and it's basically about a young... Um, girl in the art uh, world and she's trying to become um, a, a popular curator of art and she's working under the tutelage of uh, Marissa Torme who happens to be one of those bosses that are his tyrants, tyrants. so it's kind of like a, a Devil Wears Prada situation and um, again the setup is pretty much the same there, there are two other assistants that happen to be female who are uh, very savage when it comes to the young, inexperienced one who's on the climb. And um, she happens to have, she gets uh, uh, opportunity to take a work trip abroad and is separated, has to be separated from the crew. The crew meaning her work crew. And the there's a witness to the mistreatment of her by her coworkers and she magically gets upgraded by the person um, at the airline. With that being said, she gets a case of mistaken identity uh, on the airplane and she kind of leans into it with 
sets up a, 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 a line of events that she can't really control after a while. And so all these lies start to ensue, which turns out to be this wonderful story. And it's a romantic comedy. I would say, check it out. It's very entertaining. It's good, something to watch at home, just sitting on the couch with your popcorn. It's a very good movie to, uh, you can actually watch it with the family. It's nothing really uh, outrageous about it, but it's a good story. If you really like the movie Devil Wears Prada, you like that type of uh, comedy, romantic comedy, definitely check it out, Upgrade. Nice. Yeah, I, I saw the trailer. That was on my list, too, uh, before Suncoast yeah. came up. Yeah, it's pretty good. I don't have anything else. That's pretty much all I saw, except for True Detective last night. My lord, my lord, my lord. Good? Listen, <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> Just because, like we spoke about Last of Us, every single episode is a cliffhanger. Nice. And as it builds, because I think there's only one more episode left. So this last episode was like, oh, my God. Like, I stood up in the middle of the living room with my hand over my mouth. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Oh, I guess I did watch Usher perform at the halftime show, which oh, yeah. what was you take on it? Hop it. I liked it. Uh, you know, I've... It's growing up in the Atlanta area, you know, we kind of grew up on Usher and I know he's a big pop star, but it still still feels local uh, enough mm -hmm. to me. Uh, but yeah, he did a great job on stage. Uh, I like Ludacris. Uh, some of the outfits uh, some of the other people were wearing were a little questionable. I think <laughs> someone needs to fire their stylist. Um, uh, but, you know, overall, a good job done by everyone. I like the song and, you know. I'm not a big Super Bowl. I'm not a big football person. I wish these halftime shows would be like half an hour long so we can get longer <laughs> sets, longer songs, you know, yeah. give me less of the action or commercials and give me more of the music. But, um, you know, I think he fit a lot of good songs in a lot of hits uh, and, you know, probably some that I would like to see, but, you know, he can't hit them all. So, um, right. yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Unless he has a new album that came out on Friday and I was listening to it a Saturday while I was getting ready. Um and there's some songs in there that I like. Some of my, but he has this one song called "I Am the Party." That's Usher right there. I am the party, Usher. <laughs> that song right there. I was that thing on repeat. <laughs> nah, I'll, I'll look it up. Um, Abbott Elementary is back, and they did not disappoint. Um, <gasps> nice. <laughs> Wait, you didn't see it, Adam? No, not yet. So don't spoil it. But I will probably it. watch it right after this. Oh, you have to watch it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't wait. They did not disappoint. All I was right. wondering what they were going to do when it came time to um, follow all the wins that they had because you know they have to step right. In. That's what I'm saying. Are they very, that saying, yeah. yeah, they stepped yeah. it a very nice, and they, they they're getting another season already. They're getting yeah. another season. Yeah, they didn't disappoint. They did not disappoint. I'll just I won't spoil it for Adam, but uh, that um principal is something else. Geez. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Well, listen, guys, thank you as always for letting us know what to spend our time, money on, what not to. Um, anything coming down the pipeline? I don't think I asked you that. Uh, One Love, it's this weekend, the uh, Bob Marley that. biopic. And then, you know, mm -hmm. this one's under our radar because I think Chica and I are both kind of over these superhero movies. But Madam Web, which is kind of the Marvel, it's, it happens in the same like realm as the Spider-Man universe, uh, mm -hmm. is also coming out. But that's probably a wait for streaming for me. And I think One Love actually comes out Wednesday on Valentine's Day. Ah, good yeah. marketing. I saw them interview on the cast. Well, listen, guys, thank you as always. Have a great one. We'll see you next week. Thanks. All right. All right. Right back, right back after this.
What's up? This is your girl, Angie Stone, and you're listening to The Stephen Knight Show. Keep it locked. Welcome back to The Stephen Knight Show. Now it's time to highlight our Black-owned business. Tonight we have uh, Cheese Kate, and it's located here in Atlanta in Norcross. It's, this is the perfect place to grab a treat. We'll uh, make your day even sweeter. Check it out. There's a link in the bio of this video. I want to thank uh, Hunter for uh, Hunter. <laughs> I want to thank um, Miss Harris Winter Harris for joining us tonight. Don't forget, Love and Marriage DC airs every Saturday. Check your local listings. Have a great week. Happy Valentine's Day, and we'll see you next Monday. Good night. Oh, hey. 